Let's see here. Romans chapter 12 will be our first reference as we continue on in the study, the doctrinal study. Uh, it was elemental, elemental theology is what we're using and um, in conversation, a brief conversation with Brother Turk the other day, he mentioned that he is kind of doing something very similar. Uh, I think he's got a group of men that He's trying to do some teaching too, which is where his uh, question was. Uh, a couple of questions, just for some wisdom. Uh, but then when he mentioned that he was going through this. I said, "I said we're doing that on Wednesday night." And I said, "Except you know, he told the book that he he said we're using such and such book." He said, "You ever heard of it?" And I said, "No." I said, "Well, we're using Emory Bancroft." And he says, "Well, the fellow that I'm using often references Emory Bancroft." I said, "So." So anyway, uh, it's interesting that you know the, the doctrinal foundation is being emphasized both places, uh, them among some men and here with the church. And I've appreciated the study, uh, again, just to rehearse it a little bit for those that hadn't been here through the whole series. And Mr. Bancroft, in his book, the way he starts, and it's in outline form, but he deals with these fundamental, um, fundamental doctrines of the faith. And, of course, he gives the, the big word for it in the ologies. So we first seen bibliology, bibliology, which was the doctrine of the Scriptures. And as we said then, you have to have the foundation of the Scriptures. If you do not believe that we have the complete, inerrant, infallible Word of God, then your doctrine, I mean, your argument is moot. You, I mean... If, you, if, if we can't agree to look to the Scriptures to find our answers, both parties, if we're discussing something, and you don't believe we have the complete set of the clean, complete uh, doc, uh, uh, what's the word I'm for? Not doctrine. The complete uh, canon. There we go. Complete canon of the Scriptures, then there's no reason to say it any further because you already have, have uh, taken some of the the uh, ability to reason with each other out of it because you don't believe that you have the full, the full canon of the Scriptures. You don't believe that uh, it's infallible or inerrant or anything like that or preserved. And so, so he deals with that. And we went through the doctrine of the Scriptures, you know, because everything that we believe beyond that, everything we believe yeah, is based on this. And so you have to have faith in the Scriptures. And, of course, he deals with the faith of the Scriptures. And in, in chapter 1, in Bibliology, the doctrine of the Scriptures. And then we went into theology, what we learn about God. Theology, the doctrine of God. In Christology, the doctrine of Christ. In Pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And as we've moved right along through all of these ologies, let's see, uh, Pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And then where have we gotten to here? Let me see here. Helps look in the index, Douglas. All right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Ooh. Chapter 5 was uh, uh, the doctrine of man, and that was anthropology. The doctrine of man, and then the doctrine of sin, and then now we're in currently the doctrine of salvation. All right, and in salvation we dealt with A, regeneration, B, repentance, and then we're currently in C, faith. 
and then after faith is justification, and then sanctification, prayer, and then that'll end up with the doctrine of salvation. And then we're going to get in chapter 8, the doctrine of the church, and the doctrine of angels. Much to be said about that. Lots of different beliefs on that. And then chapter 10 is the doctrine of the last things. And, uh, and we're, I think that we're living in chapter 10 right now. But anyway, so we're currently in soteriology, the doctrine of uh, salvation. And then we're looking at our place in it in faith. All right, so, so we've dealt with faith. And so under faith, I'll just go through these real quick because... So well, there was a, a big one, a big two, and a big three. So the big one was the importance of our faith in salvation, all right? The importance of faith. The second one was the meaning of faith, and then we've, we've ended, ended that last week. And then now we're in the manner, the manner of faith, M-A-N-N-E-R, manner of faith. All right. Oh, the Scriptures represent faith as, the, as a bestowal of God's grace, and also emphasize human responsibility in connection therewith, giving to it both divine and human aspects. And here's where a lot of folks get off. You know, the, um, the Calvinist bunch, they, they put it all on the divine. And then the Armenian bunch puts a whole lot of it on the human. <laughs> and those that are right... <laughs> Are right in the middle of both. We accept that there is both a divine and a human aspect of our faith. All right, so so we're going to see that. So the divine side originates with the triune God. The divine side originates with the triune God. God the Father is the originating source. God the Father, the originating source. Romans chapter 12 and verse... Number three, Romans 12, verse three. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. All right, so God has dealt to every man the measure. Measure of faith. Where's the faith coming from? Coming from God. All right? So God the Father is the originating source of faith. It says, see further, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words, but of man's, I'm sorry, was not, let me start over. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then Philippians 1. Let's see here. Philippians 1 and verse number 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, 
having the same conflict which ye, which ye saw in me and now, and now here to be in me. So again, the word given, that's where we're looking for. For unto you it is given. So the Spirit, the Son, the Christ, and God the Father is the originating, originator of our faith. So then secondly, so God the Father, originating source. Number two, God the Son is the mediating source. The mediating source. Hebrews chapter 12. Thank the Lord for his mediation. That's just what I'm saying. So the, so the mediating source, we're talking about faith, the divine side. God the Father is the originating source. God the Son is the mediating source. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So he began it. He finished, He started it, and he's, he's going to end it. All right? So the author and the finisher of our faith. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See further, Luke 17. And verse number 5. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> they looked to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked for an increase of their faith. So he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the mediating, he's the mediating source. So then we see God the Holy Spirit, the energizing source. So the originating source, the mediating source, and now the, orig the energizing source in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians 12, 4, and then 8 and 9. 12, 4. Because we, well, back up to 3, you actually see the Holy Ghost mentioned there. Let's just go there. Wherefore I give you under, to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. Verse number 8. For to one is given by the Spirit, and I've got the word by uh, circled there, for, one is uh, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So the divine side of our faith. The Father originates it. The Son is the mediating, originating source, mediating source, and then the energizing source, the energizing source. The Holy Spirit gives these gifts and the Holy Spirit divides it every man severally as he will. So the energizing source of our faith. Galatians chapter 5, see further. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. 
but the fruit of the Spirit. So, Ms. Callie, you want to quote it? <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. All right, so I know Lisa's class has been working on that, and I put her on the spot there. What? Talking to me? All right, so faith is obtained as a result of the enabling power and gracious work of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Faith is, I'm going to read that again. Faith is obtained as a result. So he enables our faith, if you want to put it that way. So, uh, with, and without faith it is possible to please him. All right, so he enables it. Now that's the, that's the divine side of our faith. Now the human side is secured, the human side secured by the use of means. Secured by the use of means. All right, number one, under that, the word of God, yeah, the word of God heard and heeded. And I just about quoted it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17, you know that. So Romans 10, 17, the, the word of God gives us our faith. All right, so we hear it and then we heed it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See also Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 4, Acts 4, 4. All right, so let's see here. It comes by the word. How be it? Let me back up. How be it many of them which heard the word <laughs> believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. They heard the word. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that is the human side secured by the use of means, all right? And then yield, our, the word of God heard and heeded, and then yield, our yielded will, our yielded will. John chapter 5. <clears throat> John 5, 36 through 40. But I, have, but I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me, let me make sure I'm in the right place, hath given me to finish the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me, Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom, and ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him, ye believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. So our, the yielded will. So the human side is secured by the use of means. The word of God heard and heeded and, uh, and then the yielded will. So see further or see also John 5, 6 through 9. So let's back up. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately 
the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And so he yielded the will. So and that's the faith again. Our human side secured by the use of means. Secured by the use of means. First, we have to hear the word of God about it. So hear and heed. So and then yield our will. You know, oftentimes, and I've preached a message along those lines, using instances just like that, when, when Jesus Christ asked the person, what will thou have me to do? <laughs> Sir, you know, that I might receive my sight. Or here, you know, have you need any man? But then when, so they asked what, what needed to be done, so they're confronted with it. Just like you're confronted as a sinner, you're confronted down here with your sin. What do you want done? So many times, and we've referred to this in the past, and I have seen it on this, this view right here, this mourner's bench, about right there. I've seen a puddle that big around of, of tears. Well, they laid there a long time. Yes, they did. They cried tears. Yes, they did. There was a puddle there when he got up. Yes, he did. But he got up no different than when he went down, except his eyes were red. And he had a few tears left over. Why? Because he didn't, he didn't yield himself. He would come up for a different motive. And oftentimes, that's what happens on the borders benches. They're, dealt, they're, they're confronted with their sin, but they don't, they, don't, they don't yield themselves to salvation. They don't yield them. They, they come up here oftentimes with a, with a God, uh, an earthly sorrow, and they, you know, they started to try to make, make uh, and I'm not sure if that's exactly his case. I'm just talking in general now. But people, people come to the altar oftentimes, and they'll want to bargain with God. God, if you'll just get me out of this mess that I've gotten myself into, then I promise I'll be at the house of God every Sunday from now on out. And they get out of that mess, and they're not at some church, you know. And, that, and that's oftentimes we're, you know, we're we're their motive is wrong. We're not yielding to what God's dealing with us over, you know. He's dealing with us for this, for this issue in our life, and we come up and we try to maybe give him a smaller issue that's in our life. Lord, I'll give you this, but let me hang on to this one. Well, I want that one. No, I'm not. Just a little while longer. Let me pet on this pet sin. So a yielded will, uh, it goes right along with this. The human side secured by the use of the word of God and heeded, and then a yielded will. And then a right motive, and I just touched on that. Basically, here in the same, the same text, John chapter 5 and verse number 44. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. I, I, I'm, I come forward so that I'll please mom and daddy. I come forward to satisfy the preacher. I come forward to satisfy the deacon, the Sunday school teacher. You know, they've been on me about coming down to the altar and I'm just going to go down and satisfy them. But... 
we're not the ones you need to satisfy. We're not the ones you need to, to deal with. You need to deal with God, like it says right there. How can ye believe? That's that faith we're talking about, which receive honor of one another and seek not the honor which that cometh from God only. So you need God's approval, not, not my approval, not anybody else's, not mom and daddy's approval. Yes, we want you to be saved. But so many times that's what happens too. People come down for the wrong motive, you know, to satisfy one and not, not to really take care of business with the one they need to take care of business with, and that is God and God alone. All right, so on that note, that right motive, it says see further. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So just a couple more. And it'll bring us down to the next big point, and we'll just stop right there. So Acts chapter 8, under the right motive, Acts chapter 8, and verse number 13. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Of course, we know about that Simon here, right? Uh, let's see if it goes on. And, and then Acts 8, and then four, 18 through 24. So it gets on down here. Let's just go ahead and read through 24. So, wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who... When they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then parentheses, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, on this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art the gall, in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And so again, that motive that we see the, the wrong motive in Simon's life as well. So we have to have the right motive, all right, the right motive. Um, and then finally, so prayer. So the human side is secured by the means of the word of God heard and heeded, a yielded will, the right motive, and finally, in prayer. All right, talking about the faith side. Finally, in prayer, Luke chapter seventeen. Luke seventeen, and verse number five. Again, we done we was already and the loss and the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. So that's a prayer, if you will, unto the Lord. See further, Matthew seventeen. Praying for faith, Matthew 17. Again, the human side is to pray, pray for it, knowing that it comes from God. 
the origination comes from God, the mediation comes from God the Son, and then the energizing comes from God the Holy Spirit. Pray for it, all right? So Matthew 17, 20 and 21. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. All right, and then... Mark 9, this is the last scripture here, and we'll tie it up. Mark 9, uh, 23 and 24, I've got to turn back one. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. All right, so he believed, but then he asked for help in his faith by asking him to help his unbelief. All right, so again, let me just run through the outline again. So we're talking about, we're talking about salvation so the first part was regeneration and salvation, repentance and salvation, and faith and salvation. So just dealing with uh, the, and then of, of faith here, we dealt with the, absolutely of it, the importance of our faith, the meaning of our faith, and then tonight we looked at the manner of our faith. The divine side originates with the triune God. God the Father is the originating source of our faith. God the Son is the mediating source of our faith. And then God, the Holy Spirit, is the energizing source of our faith. The human side is secured by the use of means. The word of God is heard and heeded, our yielded will, a right motive, and then prayer. And then here's the, two sta the statement and then the doctrinal statement. These human elements enter into the production of faith, and for them men are responsible. All right, so... We're responsible to hear, the, hear and heed the word of God. We're responsible to yield our will to God. We're responsible to have the right motive, and we're responsible to prayer. All right, so here's the doctrinal statement. Faith, though divine in origin, is secured through the use of means. All right, read that again. Faith, though divine in origin, is secured by the use of means. In other words, we're not a robot. We're not just going to get it from God and not have to do anything about it. Not have to do anything on our part. We've got to heed. We've got to hear. We've got to heed the word of God. We've got to yield our, our, ourselves to it. And we've got to pray. Pray for faith. Lord, increase our faith. All right? And so, the, so there is, you know, we have to look for it and have the right motive in it all. And that is our part in securing of the faith. All right? And then next time we'll see the results the results of faith. Looking forward to that one. All right, the results of faith. That Lord willing will be next 